Campus of LCMSU, everyone. I'm your host. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Mr. <laughs> Marcus Zill. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. the student union everyone last week we had heather roosh on with us from iron mountain michigan to talk about her new book sexuality mentality creating a culture of biblical integrity and you can get that now from cph.org and as promised i thought i would share another interview that i did with her a little over a year ago i guess now while she and her husband matt and her family were still serving as lcms missionaries in puerto rico here she tells her very personal story that led her down the path to decisions that she had to make herself with God's help and by God's grace ultimately changed her life and I'm quite confident helped her become the strong advocate for many of the things that she's surely written about in this book. Again, it's called Sexuality Mentality, Creating a Culture of Biblical Integrity. And you can pre-order it now and get it from our good friends at cph.org. I can't be prouder than I am to share Heather's story and encourage you to consider getting and sharing this new book. At the end of the interview, you'll have an even extra special treat, the chance to hear the song that Heather wrote about her experience and the life that God gave her and her precious little child, Bella. Enjoy her powerful story and Heather's stunningly beautiful song, You Live in Me. Do you have a, a story in your own life that I think I think I, we want our college students to hear about about your family and about some choices that you've had a chance to make or, or not make, as it were, in your life? Uh, tell tell us a little bit about uh, about that. Well, um, thanks for having me on, and I really do appreciate the opportunity to come and share my story a little bit. You know, over the years. Um, I've received a lot of healing and a lot of encouragement going through the struggles and the, you know, the situation that I faced almost, uh, well, I guess over 17 years ago now um, by sharing my story. And I hope that my story encourages other girls, you know, and sometimes guys that maybe are in the same position that, that I was in. Um, so my life verse, um, the verse that kind of has always gotten me through is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding in all things, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And that verse is the thing that has gotten from, me through from Proverbs, Proverbs, from Proverbs. Proverbs yeah. Five and six, yep, and um, and and that verse is really, and I want to start there because that is the thing that grounded me, um, and that the Lord provided to me to help me get through facing an unplanned pregnancy, which is really what my story is about. I was a sophomore in college. Um, I had, you know, my entire future in front of me. I had all of my goals planned out, um, and and was really excited about my future. But you know, I I lacked a little bit of direction, and I lacked a lot of intentionality. Um, you know, intent in in making the decisions that I made. And, and unfortunately, what happened is I, I found myself facing an unplanned pregnancy at 19 years old. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was going to UW Parkside, and when I when I found out that I was pregnant, uh, UW um, Parkside just for that. Would yeah, be, that would be uh, not in Wyoming. That would be Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> <There you> yeah. <laughs> I'm a cheesehead, so Kenosha, <laughs> Wisconsin, southern part of the state. I had go. moved four hours away from home to go to school. Sure. You know, I always wanted to live in the city, um, and Kenosha kind of was a great. It's it's right between Milwaukee and Chicago, mm -hmm. so you know there was a lot of opportunity. I felt for me there um, to kind of grow and and gain some independence. You know, um, away from my family, and so you know life was really good for a little while until, like I said, I found myself um, in a relationship. Uh, that w where I was making some bad choices. And, and I think, you know, as I've shared this story over the years, you know, when we don't think about what we're doing, when we're just going through life, when we lack that intention, um, you know, to focus on our relationships, but also on our sexuality, um, you know, Satan creeps in there and, and, and that is, and he attacks us. And so what happened is I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And, you know, that's such a cliche thing when I say that, you know, I always kind of laugh and roll my eyes a little bit, but it's so true. You know, I needed some validation in my life and I always felt like, you know, nobody saw me and I wasn't important unless I was loved by someone. And, you know, I was on that kind of eternal road to find true love. And I thought I found it. Um, in this wonderful guy that I dated for like a year and a half, it was a serious relationship. And I really thought that I had met the one. Um, and, and suddenly he went away and I, you know, didn't, I didn't, my place to all of my identity in, in that relationship and being with him. And what happened after that is I, I just became reckless and I started, you know, dating, um, and got involved in casual sex and, you know, having a good time and doing what felt good for me at the moment. And that's when my world kind of started to spiral down. And I, I hope that resonates with some of our listeners today because I do, you know, can, I, I do share that openly, um, because I see a lot of other girls struggling with that same thing even now. And I think that's still a relevant, um, a relevant case that we have. I mean, it's something that we're really dealing with in our culture is being surrounded by, you know, sexuality and casual sex and that, that lifestyle. Um, and to the point where it's almost normal now. Yes. And, um, and so when I got pregnant with, with Bella, um, you know, I was really scared. I, I was really, um, concerned for my future and really felt lost and very hopeless. Um, I remember sitting, um, I'm shaking now as I tell you my story. It never, it never gets old to, sh you know, to share some, such a vulnerable part of your life. Um, and I remember going over to my boyfriend's house and sitting down to tell his parents um, that I was pregnant. And um, we sat down and, you know, Wait, was it, the was lump it in my... you telling them or was it, or was it? I mean, was he Both a part of, of this too, or was yeah. he like, hey, I need you to do it? <laughs> well, actually, it's it's funny because um, he had, his, when I told him that I was pregnant, he his response to me was, you know, well, I will support you in whatever you decide. And um, and I think that, you know, as, I've, as I look back on that, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. He was really, you know, trying to do the right thing by supporting me. Um, unfortunately, I think that, you know, our culture has led people to think that this is a one-sided sure. decision. Sure. 
And, and so although he was, he thought he was making the right decision by supporting me Mm -hmm. um, in whatever I wanted to do, it really needed to be a decision between both of us because we were both responsible. We were both, you know, we both created this life. And, um, and so, you know, he did come with me. We did go to his parents. Um, we first, and, um, and we, we told them together. Uh, but I remember the sweat beating up on my forehead. I remember the lump in my throat and just, you know, the agony I was going through because of what they were going to think of me. First of all, um, they didn't know me. They didn't know that this wasn't my typical behavior. I mean, I was always a really good kid. Um, and, and this was so out of character for me, which I think is indicative of the situation that I was in, um, at that time in my life, but you know, they didn't know me. And so I was really afraid of what they were going to think of me. And then, um, you know, also just, just, you know, wanting so badly for them to tell me what to do because they were the parents. Um, and I, and I really felt like I needed some direction, so when the words came out of their mouth and they said, well, you need to have an abortion, wow. um, I was crushed. I was really crushed. And, uh, you were and expecting I honestly, at least, uh, <sighs> what, what the, your boyfriend, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said, honestly, was... honestly, you know what, Marcus, I don't even know what I expected. Sure. Honestly, but, I, but I don't, I don't know that. what I expected. <laughs> All I knew is that, yeah, walking in there, I thought they'd have the answers. That's, I mean, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, abortion never crossed my mind. You know, I don't, I grew up in a really loving Christian home. You know, we weren't perfect. My parents got divorced when I was 12 years old. Um, you know, and I grew up, you know, without a father in my life. Um, you know, but, but we always had a strong faith and we were always grounded in the church. And to tell you the truth, I don't think we've, I don't think I ever thought about abortion before that moment. Um, but when they said that to me, I, 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 a part of me really, it was crushed, but part of me really resonated with that. Like they're the adults here. They should know. And I need to trust that they see the big picture and that I'm just a dumb kid. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, that was the state, that was the state I was in. And, um, when we left there that day, I really felt by the time we walked out the door, I felt like I had no choice that my decision, whatever I decided to do, was going to impact so many other people. And, and I, I really needed to think about everybody else, you know, in addition to myself. And, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, the last person I was thinking about was Bella, the baby that I was carrying. Um, I think that's one of the things, when you start thinking about an abortion, you start thinking about all of the people that you see around you. You start thinking about all the circumstances that you see around you. And you start thinking about, you know, your future and how you thought things would look. But but we very, and that's, that I think us, by us doing that, we dehumanize this child that we're carrying. Well, you also, um, you, also uh, you know, it was selfish decisions that got you into it. And then exactly. your first thought are all the selfish decisions to try to yeah. get out of it. And in reality, yeah. I would bet that when you started putting your focus on somewhere other than yourself, then it got clearer. I, I love hearing you say that because, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, when we're so caught up in ourselves and we feel like, you know, life is so hard or hopeless, we need to change the subject. We need sure. to go back to, you know, back to the Lord and where he would have us serve, not take, you know, not serve or, or to serve, you know, and, and think of other people, get 
away from ourselves because as sinful human beings, we so naturally are inclined to, you know, to be introspective, to be thinking about who we are and, and you're right, the things that please us at the moment. Um, and, and that's exactly where I was at. Um, and it was a really hopeless place because there is no hope in me. There's no hope in the people around me or the world around me that, you know, we know as Christians that the only hope we have is in Christ in Christ alone. Um, and so that was a hopeless place for me when I went back, um, Back home that night, I didn't sleep at all. And that verse from Proverbs kept going through my mind. And that actually um, was my grandmother's favorite verse. Mm. And it was probably one of the first Bible verses that I learned. And, and you know, what an awesome thing that in a, at my, my most hopeless time, in a time when you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't think you would be able to, you know, recall things from your past, you know, that especially that far, that long ago, you know, that that is the verse that the Lord brought to me. Um, and it was a verse that he had really carved on my heart from the time I was really little. Um, and I started to think through that. And as the, the hours went by through the night, I, I found myself pulling that apart. And then suddenly it was God speaking to me, trust in the Lord, trust in me with all of your heart. Lean not upon your limited understanding of this situation, Heather. <laughs> Lean not upon your understanding, but in all things, in all things, not just what you think, not just what you want, but in all things, trust in me, you know, and I will make your path straight. I will, I will make this work. You have no idea how I'm going to make this work out, but I am going to make this work. I knew this. I knew this would happen. I have planned for it. And I just want you to come back on the path that I have laid out for you. Um, wow. Hmm. As the hours went by, um, by the time I woke up in the morning, um, I was resolved. I am not having an abortion. I am going to keep this baby. And I don't know how God's going to do it, but he told me he's going to do it. And it was amazing to see how he placed so many awesome people in my life after that point. It was not easy. Um, it was not easy, but it was so worth it because, um, you know, not only did God show me that he, that he can use us in, you know, in the midst of our struggles, the midst of our sinfulness and our selfishness, but that he uses us in spite of it. And, um, you know, what an awesome God we have, oh, the absolutely. grace. And, you know, and he says that now, speaking of grace, I noticed that uh, the Isabella's <laughs> middle name is Grace. Exactly. Isabella's middle name is Grace for that reason. Um, you know, she is she is the 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 exact um, you know vision of great God's grace in my life. And and every time I look at her, I am reminded of that. And um, you know, that's that's an awesome thing. You know, I, I think there's something really important to names. Biblically, we look at names and, um, you know, God says that there's meaning in that. And I can see, you know, it just, even in my, my limited knowledge of God's grace, I look at Bella and I just see God's grace all over her and all over my life. And um, that's been an awesome thing, you know, over the years to know that her name carries such value. Oh, absolutely. So. But now you mentioned that, uh, now, you know, the end of that verse, um, and he will make straight your paths. And mm -hmm. it seems like once once you once you stopped focusing on yourself and 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 gained that trust, that God given uh, graceful trust that He put in you, um, good things started. I mean, Isabella was born, and, and tell us a little bit how this uh, how he he did fulfill what he what 
Tell us about meeting your your husband and <laughs> and uh, you know he. Uh, <clears throat> terms of making straight pass i don't know anybody a whole yeah. lot straighter than uh, than matt <laughs> <laughs> well we're not gonna let him listen to this so <laughs> you know who what? loves you matt we I'm love sorry. you matt exactly here's here's the deal this is such a cool part of the story because yes. um you know i think i was really concerned i thought for sure that uh you know well, first of all, let me let me back up and just say that yeah, because my about, parents had been divorced. Five minutes or so here. So okay, that's, that's our time frame. Sure, sure. So by the time my parents got divorced, um, I had always said I will be married one time. I'm I'm not going to put my kids through the same thing that my parents sure. put me through. And and I love my parents. And you know, w this is not a judgment on that. This is just oh, sure. as a child, I remember thinking thinking about that and consciously saying, you know, I'll be married one time. And um, so when I got pregnant with Bella, I thought well, this is it. I'm going to have to make it work with this guy. Um, and, and, um, you know, kind of like that old saying, like now, you know, you made your bed now lie in it. Sure. Um, I mean, that's what was kind of going through my mind. And so I really did try to make it work with Bella's dad for a year after I found out I was pregnant. And the reality is, you know, the two of us really never knew each other in the first place. And, um, at the end of the day, that was okay. You know, I just was praying, God, Bring me, bring me a, a, a strong leader, a godly man, and, and a wonderful father for this for this little girl that you've given me. And um, I prayed that for for oh a long time. And when Bella was a year and a half, this this stunning man, this football college football player, soon to be pastor from my past, um, came came around. And actually, Matt and I grew up together. We never really were friends. We never really um, <clears throat> got along as as children. But suddenly it had been all these years and we kind of grew up and then we had a lot in common and we, you know, we, we really felt that God was putting us together. And so um, when Bella was a year and a half, Matt and I got married and we had only dated for three months, um, but we just knew it was right and had both been, you know, praying for the, for the same things. We, we knew what we wanted mm -hmm. and uh, we weren't going to settle for less. And when God brought us together, it was so awesome because we, we really were able to intentionally look at each other and say, yep, you're exactly who I've been praying for. And, um, and so we got married after three months and we moved to St. Louis with Isabella and um, started seminary at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Um, and for four years, we did that. And then um, 2002, Paul, Paul Roosh was born. He is 14 now. And, um, and then in 2007, we were really blessed with our little Sophia Roosh. So, um, you know, we've lived in Minnesota for five years and served in a congregation there. We lived in Wisconsin for four and a half years, served two wonderful congregations there. And now the Lord has brought us down to Puerto Rico to serve um, as a family. And it's, it's just been an incredible journey this entire way. And, and you know what? God is faithful. Oh, At the end of the day... He has, he has really, you know, it, there've been struggles over the years. Absolutely. You know, this, this story isn't to say that life was perfect because I followed God, you know? Um, I mean, he says, take up your cross um, and, and follow me, you know, the words of Jesus Christ himself, but you know, it's still a struggle, but man, there's hope. There's hope at the end of the day. And he, 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 he orders our steps. He puts everything into place well, for us. The struggle is always um, that much is always easier uh, yeah. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Oh, so well said. It's so true. Not, doesn't mean you're not going to have the struggle, <laughs> but at least uh, your struggle is uh, 
is in his hands. And uh, exactly. he has blessed, you know, was, I noticed when I was down there staying at you, you guys are so hospitable towards me. And I didn't know, I didn't know your story. I'd never actually, I'd never met you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what was so beautiful is, um, I mean, Isabel is just such a beautiful gal and, and, you know, but you have three wonderful kids. I never would have known anything different than that no. you have this wonderful family because that, in reality, however we're put together in this regard and however it happens, uh, this is all God's doing too. And, and yeah. so God has built your family and he has blessed it.
And you can order a copy of Heather's new book, Sexuality Mentality from CPH.org. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Witness, January 2nd through 5th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Check it out at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. 